Hello everyone. This is the most simplistic reasoning for why I left religion, church, and Christianity. If you don't think you have a summary that is succinct and compatible and easy to understand or much easier to understand this is the episode when it comes to why I left church, religion, and Christianity. So here we go. I noticed in church that you have people who feel grandiose and self-important. They exaggerate achievements and talents to the point of lying. They demand to be recognized as superior without commensurate achievements. A lot of people in church are obsessed with fantasies of unlimited success, fame, fearsome power, or omnipotence. They like to think of themselves as omnibenevolent. Omniscient. And omnipresent. A lot of church people think they have unequaled brilliance. The cerebral narcissism. Bodily beauty or sexual performance, a somatic narcissist, or ideal, everlasting, all-conquering love or passion. So these are some things I've noticed that are aspects of church culture. I also noticed that a lot of church people feel that they're firmly convinced they are unique and being special can only be understood by, should only be treated by, or associate with other special or unique or high-status people or institutions. A lot of church people require excessive admiration, adulation, attention, and affirmation or failing that wishes to be feared and to be notorious, narcissistic supply. A lot of church people feel entitled. They expect unreasonable or special and favorable priority treatment. They demand automatic full compliance with their expectations. A lot of church people are interpersonally exploitative as an example they use others to achieve their own ends a lot of church people are devoid of empathy they're unable or unwilling to identify with or acknowledge the feelings and needs of others especially the marginalized a lot of church people are constantly envious of others or believe that they feel the same about them. A lot of church people are arrogant, they have haughty behaviors or attitudes coupled with rage when frustrated, contradicted, or confronted. A lot of church people are into pathological lying. They are skillfully deceptive and they're very convincing. They avoid accountability by diverting topics, dodging questions, and making up new lies, bluffs, or threats when questioned. Their memory is self-serving as they deny past statements. A lot of church people are contract breakers. They agree to anything, then turn around and do the exact opposite. Those con artists will accuse you of being the contract breakers. 
history, a lot of church people are high rollers. They successfully backstab their way to the top. Their families are a disposable prop in their success facade. They are charismatic, eloquent, and intelligent, in quotations, in this field, but they often falsify abilities and credentials. In all actuality, a lot of church people are unintelligent when you really get to know their true character. A lot of them actually lack the extensive vernacular that they put on air saying that they have when you get to know their true character. And there's nothing about them that screams positive magnetism. Their magnetism tends to be negative once you get to know their true character. And a lot of them are riddled with incapabilities and inabilities. And they don't have the credentials they say they have once you get to know their true character. A lot of church people need to have iron-fisted control and relies on their manipulation skills. They ruthlessly exploit or target others in pursuit of their ever-changing agendas. They mercilessly abuse their power of their positions. They are vindictive bullies in the office with no social or personal conscience. They are often suspicious and paranoid. Oh, there's more I have to say about a lot of church people. Notice I didn't say all church people. I said a lot of church people, meaning obviously not all church people. But nonetheless, a lot of church people use their sexuality. They're often hypersexual in the negative sense, not the positive sense. One is self-destructive, the other is, yes, I have strong urges, but it doesn't ruin my life and the lives of other people. In this case, a lot of church people's hypersexuality is self-destructive. It ruins their lives and more importantly, the lives of other people. <sighs> Pornography of the unethical kind Masturbation, the compulsive behavior kind, and incest are reported by the victims of a lot of church people. A lot of church people are easily bored. They demand increasingly deviant stimulation. They may also withhold sex or emotional support as means of control. A lot of church people play the blame game. They never accept responsibility. They blame others for their failures and circumstances. They are masters at rejection, deflection, justification, explanations, and excuses. I know you are, but what am I? The gotcha questions. Trying to trap you. And they are skilled, unfortunately, at psychological manipulation and emotional manipulation and intellectual manipulation and all-around manipulation. Number four. No, okay. Number six. Okay. We're going to the traits. They put the first 
set of traits. Now they have a different numeration traits. A lot of church people are violent. They may be spouse beaters, murderers, serial killers, stalkers, terrorists, sexual abusers, rapists, pedophiles, molesters, sexual harassers, assaulters, violent offenders, child abusers, adult abusers, embezzlers, robbers, thieves, vandals, burglars, intimate partner violence offenders, domestic violence offenders, domestic abuse offenders, dating abuse offenders, dating violence offenders, life partner abusers, casual partner abusers. And they drug up people just to sex to be sexually violent against Oh, and as for the sex thing, a lot of church people commit infidelity, adultery, extramarital affairs, having side pieces, having concubines, having harems, having paramours, having illicit lovers without the knowledge of their life partner. And they commit extramarital sex. Sex scandals and sex abuse scandals are rife in the world of a lot of church people. A lot of them have orgy parties and sex parties. And group sex parties. Okay, a lot of church people have a chip-on-their-shoulder attitude. They lash out and destroy others, particularly women and children, the most. As scapegoats for their aggression or revenge. They have poor impulse control. They will try to make you look out of control. They can become dangerous and unpredictable. They have no remorse or regard for the rights of others. A lot of church people are controlling slash manipulating. They pit people against each other. They're verbally skilled at twisting words and actions. They are charismatic, usually get their way. They undermine your support network and they discourage you from seeing family and friends. Other people's money is often their objective. They are ruthless, demanding, and cruel. They may appear pitiful and in need of help, you rush in to help them with your finances, assets, and talents, and they set you up to take the fall. That you may be used as their proxy to interact with others on their behalf. Number. Okay, let's. I'll just stop numbering and just keep going. So a lot of church people indulge in substance abuse. They, yes. They are addicted to alcohol, drugs, you name it, they do it.
they see their we see their overindulgence in food exercise or sex and they need for instant gratification this is happening in a lot of churches again we see their overindulgence in food exercise or sex and their need for instant gratification need in quotations think about it They act like soulmates. They're cunning and they will come on strong, sweep you off your feet. They seem to have the same values, interests, goals, cases, and habits. They admire your intellect, ambition, honesty, and sincerity. They want to marry you quickly. They fake integrity and they appear helpful, comforting, and generous in the initial phase. Eventually, Jekyll turns into Hyde, Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. And, and they're discarded and they and their discarded victims suffer emotional and financial devastation. You may be discarded quickly as they attach to a quote unquote new perfect soulmate. This happens in a lot of churches now. A lot of churches. A lot of church people too have people who are quiet and isolated but they appear socially withdrawn dirty and unkept their odd thinking is observed they they use themselves as a disguise to appear pitiful to obtain whatever they can so they will use solitude and quietness being socially withdrawn, dirty, and unkempt, as it is, and their I think as a disguise to be pitiful to obtain whatever they can. So there's nothing wrong with being introverted or a quiet person or not really into people like that. But they manipulate introversion tendencies to stick it to people. A lot, this has happened in a lot of churches, I'm gonna keep saying it. A lot of church people are sadistic. They watch with obvious enjoyment as they inflict emotional, financial, physical, and verbal cruelties. They take pleasure in taking other people's assets. Their favorite targets are women, children, the elderly, anyone vulnerable. A lot of church people suffer from rages. They fly off the handle with little or no provocation. They have disproportionate overactions and childish tantrums. Their rage can be intimidating. They want control, attention, and compliance. Any reaction is their payoff, good or bad attention. They're under the foolish mindset of all publicity is good publicity. Um, they fear your fear, crying, yelling, name calling, or hatred are their objectives. Number 13, a lot of church people are into brainwashing. They're very charismatic and they're able to manipulate others to obtain status, control, compliance, money, and attention. They're often found in religion and politics. They massively target the naive, vulnerable, uneducated, or mentally weak. Number 14, a lot of church people are risk-taking slash thrill-seeking. They never learn from their past follies, and they show repeatedly bad judgment 
Poor impulse control is a hallmark of theirs. Okay. A lot of church people suffer from paranoia. They are suspicious of everything, usually for no reason. They're terrified of exposure as fraud and they may be dangerous if threatened. A lot of church people are into image making. They will flaunt their toys, their children, their spouses, their credentials, and their accomplishments. Admiration, attention, even glance from others, our envy or our fear are their objectives. They appear to be the perfect parents, the perfect spouses, the perfect friends to outsiders. A lot of church people suffer from emotional vacuums. They deceive us by their remarkable ability to mimic human emotions. We are left numb when we realize that they are completely lacking empathy and genuine emotions. A lot of church people try to come off as saintly. They proclaim high moral standing. They accuse others of immorality and illegality. Those hypocrites lie, cheat, abuse, deceive, control, and manipulate while portraying themselves as having high morals. A lot of church people have what is called the calling card. They forewarn their victims. Early in their relationship, they may reveal their nature by saying, you need to protect yourself around me, or watch out, you never know what I'm up to. You laugh not realizing what the future holds pertaining to them. A lot of church people are penitent. They beg, I'll change, I love you, I'll go for therapy. They appear to come clean admitting past abuse and asking forgiveness. Then they claim we are at fault and need to change too. So there is a lot more about the church that needs to stop. A lot of church people have psychopathic traits. And the psychopathic traits a lot of church people have are antisocial behavior of the negative kind, uh, narcissism, superficial charm, impulsivity, callous, unemotional traits, lack of guilt, and again, lack of of empathy, lack of compassion, lack of sympathy, lack of care, lack of concern. They have a, they, a lot of church people live life in the fast lane. They live too fast. They live fast and die young. They have shallow effects. They have no remorse and no regrets. They live a parasitic lifestyle. They have poor behavioral controls. They use sex as a way to get what they shouldn't want. And they may use sex as a way to get who they shouldn't want. And sex is not an emotional or loving act for those psychopathic church people, a lot of them. And again, they just cheat on their partners for fun. 
knowing that their partner is hurt, but they are in love with their own egotistical sense of, I love world domination. They don't care about the people around them. They don't follow rules, laws, and policies. And even if they set out to follow the rules, a lot of church people, psychopaths, they usually don't stick to them for long anyway. A lot of church people may cheat, skip school, vandalize property, misuse substances, and become violent. They exhibit behavioral problems quite early in life. They have a lack of realistic long-term goals. They are people of massive and irresponsibility. Whether they promise to repay a loan or sign a contract, they aren't trustworthy. They may shrug, a lot of church people may shrug off child support payments, get deeply in debt, or forget about obligations and commitments. They don't accept responsibility or accountability for the problems in their lives. They see their issues always being someone else's fault. These religious psychopaths frequently play the role of the victim and enjoy sharing stories about how others have taken advantage of them. A lot of church people have criminal versatility. They view rules as suggestions. They to see laws as restrictions to hold them back. A lot of church people, their criminal behavior can be quite varied. Driving infractions, financial violations, acts of violence, just a few of the examples of the array of crimes these religious psychopaths might commit. Some of them operate under shady business or engage in ethical practice that don't lead to an arrest. And they, a lot of them try to be good at not being incarcerated for their psychopathy. They play on people's guilt while lying to get someone else to do their work for them. This happens in a lot of churches. They don't care how their behavior affects other people. They may forget about something that hurts someone. They may insist that others are overacting when their feelings are hurt. Ultimately, these religious psychopaths don't experience guilt for causing people pain. In fact, they often rationalize their behavior and blame other people. This is this is what happens. A lot of church people tell lies to look good and get out of trouble. They also tell lies to cover up their previous lies. So they have difficulty keeping their stories straight. Sometimes they forget what they said. If challenged by anyone, these religious psychopaths simply change their story again or rework the facts to fit the situation because they have an inflated view of themselves. They see themselves as important and entitled. They also feel justified to live according to their own rules and they think that the laws don't apply to them. They are really good at getting other people to do what they want. These religious psychopaths love excitement. They like to have constant action in their lives. They frequently want to live in the fast lane again. Quite often, religious psychopaths' need for stimulation involves breaking rules. They may enjoy the thrill of getting away with something, or they might even like the fact that they could get caught at any moment. Consequently, these religious psychopaths often struggle to stay engaged in dull or repetitive tasks, and they may be intolerant of routines. All these religious psychopaths have superficial charm. They're often likable on the surface. They're usually good conversationalists and share stories that make them look good. They may be funny and charismatic as well. A lot of these 
church, people's religious psychopaths don't show many emotions, at least not genuine. They may appear cold and unemotional much of the they may appear cold and unemotional much of the time. But when it serves them well, these religious psychopaths might exhibit a dramatic display of feelings. They're usually short lived and quite shallow. For example, a religious psychopath may show anger if they can intimidate someone, or they might show sadness to manipulate someone, but they don't really experience these emotions. They struggle to understand how someone else might feel afraid, sad, or anxious. It just doesn't make sense to them as they're not able to read people. A religious psychopath is completely different to people who are suffering, even if it's a close friend or family member. These religious psychopaths a lot of church people may have sob stories about why they can't earn money or they might often report being victimized by others. And they take advantage of the kindness of others by depending on them financially. These religious psychopaths, a lot of church people, use people to get whatever they can with no regard for how the other person may feel. They do have poor behavioral controls and they have the reckless kind of promiscuous sexual behavior. They engage in the, un the kind of unprotected sex that could easily get them infections and diseases of sexual transmission. And a lot of them engage in the criminal transmission of HIV and AIDS. It could be gonorrhea. It could... Um, could be syphilis. They just don't care at all whose lives that they try to shorten or send to an early grave. A lot of these church people, a lot of these religious psychopaths, their misbehaviors tend to escalate over time and are more serious than their previous misbehaviors. They exhibit behavior problems at an early age. Um, they may have unprotected sex with bad strangers, not good people. And they lack realistic long-term goals. A lot of these church people, these religious psychopaths' goal might be to become rich or famous, but quite often they have little idea about how to make these things happen instead. They insist that somehow they'll get what they want without putting in the effort to get there. They respond to things according to the way they feel. They don't spend time thinking about the potential risk and benefits of their choices. Instead, a religious psychopath, a lot of church people have impulsivity, so they want immediate they want immediate gratification. So they may quit a job, end a relationship, move to a new city, or buy a new car on a whim. And again, a lot of these church people suffer from irresponsibility. Promises don't mean anything to these religious psychopaths. They're not trustworthy. Um, a lot of church people, these religious psychopaths, have many marital relationships. These religious psychopaths, a lot of church people may get married because it serves them well. For example, they, must, they may want to spend a partner's income or share their debt with someone else, but their behavior often leads to frequent divorces as a, as, their, as a lot of church people's religious psychopaths' partner will eventually see them in a more accurate light. And a lot of church people 
have what is called the revoc- re- revocation of conditional release. A lot of religious psychopaths, a lot of church people don't adhere to the rules of conditional release when they're released from prison. They may think they won't get caught again and they find ways to excuse their behavior. If there's a psychopath, a lot of church people might even blame getting caught on other people. So, a lot of church people, these religious psychopaths, are people who are manipulative, dishonest, narcissistic, unremorseful, non-empathetic, and exploitative may be a psychopath, criminality, engage in the reckless kind of promiscuity, not the healthy kind. And they and their lack of responsibility are also common traits associated with religious psychopathy. Ah, the church people. They lack a conscience and they don't feel empathy for others. They may pretend to care, but they often maintain a normal facade to cover up cold even criminal behaviors. A lot of church people are also sociopaths. They may experience limited empathy and remorse for their actions. They struggle to maintain normal behaviors and routines, and they can be impulsive and overly emotional. And a lot of these religious sociopaths may recognize that their actions are wrong, but they find ways to rationalize their impulsive and harmful behaviors. Of course, there's more. Again, a lot of church people, a lot of religious psychopaths, are characterized by a pervasive pattern of grandiosity, need for admiration, exploitation of others, and lack of empathy. And it manifests in a variety of contexts. Again, in fact, there's even more said. A lot of church people, I these religious so, a lot of church people, these religious sociopaths, they're not paying any respect to the social norms, laws, or morals of the community around them. They're constantly breaking the law, disregarding social boundaries. They use lies and deceptions to manipulate others for their own personal gain. They're refusing to or being extremely resistant to making long-term plans. They're refusing to or being extremely resistant to taking on responsibilities, even when necessary for a job, family, personal well-being. They're showing irritable or aggressive behavior, even when the situation is not particularly stressful or demanding. They're, con- they're not considering their own safety or the safety of those around them while they're making decisions. They're acting brashly or acting without any regard to the consequences of their actions. They're not feeling guilt, remorse, or a prick of the conscience when they're hurt or missed or when they or they're not feeling guilt, remorse, or a prick of the conscience when they've hurt or mistreated other people. And a lot of church people, a lot of these religious, religious sociopaths, disregard foreign violation of rights, as indicated by the seven sub features. They have a failure to obey laws and norms by engaging behaviors results in a current. In a criminal arrest or warrant criminal arrest, they use lying, deception, manipulation for profit or self amusement. They have impulsive behavior, they have irritability and aggression, and and it man and it's manifested as they frequently assault others or engaging in fighting. 
They blatantly disregard the safety of self and others. They have a pattern for responsibility and the lack of remorse for actions. And they don't let anything stand in their way, which is obviously bad. And they feed to the house to fall out their own behavior. Especially when these actions get them what they want. And they love being of recklessness. Their behavior benefits themselves at all costs, and even to the detriment of those around them. They also exhibit self-destructive behaviors. These behaviors usually start when they're younger, and it carries with them into their older adult lives. They don't care about the consequences of their actions, they don't care about getting what they want, they don't seem to care that others are being hurt, and they have ridiculous personal professional goals, they're known for their outrageous antics, and he, and they are huge embarrassments to, their, to themselves and to their communities. They act in their own interests and no one else's. They try to have compelling stories, but they, again, they're engaging very clearly sociopathic behavior. They frequently harm others in the in the in the in the execution of their spectacles. They'll do anything to get what they want. So these are all the reasons why I left church, religion, and Christianity in terms of the most simplistic summarization of my departure from right-wing piety.